And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon. Hey, I just want to remind you, we have our expo event coming up. It is coming up next week. It's going to be in Arlington, Texas, which is located between Dallas and Fort Worth. It's We're going to take over the entire Arlington Convention Center, and we're going to have about 5,000 or more like-minded real estate professionals descending onto that location, and we are going to have a blast. We're going to network. We're going to learn from each other. We're going to educate. We're going to have just a great time. We're going to spend literally three days immersed in real estate investing. Now, some people are going to immerse themselves for four days because they're going to take advantage of all the master's tours that we make available for the expo event. What is this Expo thing, and, and why did I start off the show with Expo? Why did I not start off the show talking about the fact that REITs are in the toilet? I, well, the reason I didn't start off that way is because, well, REITs are, they're not doing very good right now. They're not. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm reading an article that came to me from wealthmanagement.com, and it says flat out, after a rough 2022, publicly traded REITs look to rebound. Higher interest rates and a potential recession may have already been priced into the REIT stocks. That's the difference. That's part of the reason REITs are in trouble. As a matter of fact, the REITs themselves are having a problem. There was a one, one particular REIT that's out there. Uh, oh, by the way, REIT stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. Real Estate Investment Trust. So people look to those things when they're invested from their 401ks or their IRAs, or, or maybe they just invest directly into these things, thinking that they're buying real estate. And you're not buying real estate. You're buying a fractional share in a company that owns the real estate. So you don't get all the benefits of owning real estate. You get the benefits of owning a stock. And if that stock happens to pay you a dividend, okay, then you're making money potentially two different ways. You're getting a dividend and you're getting appreciation. But here's the problem. There's a read out there that goes by the, the initials FTSE. It's the FTSE All Equity REIT. It was down in December 4.97%. So what did this thing return for 2022? It returned a negative 24.95%. What that means is you lost a quarter of the money that you put into that REIT in 2022. It went down in value. Now, some of you would say, but I'm dollar cost averaging. I'm doing what you're saying to do, Al. You say buy in this current market, even though prices are going down so that you can benefit from the fact that prices will eventually go up. But here's the problem. How do your REITs operate? How do they pay you? Do you know how they pay you? REITs are structured to push as much of the profits as possible onto the shareholders. That's, that's what a REIT is designed to do. But before it can push any profits out to you, it has to cover all of its expenses. And there are a lot of expenses that get rolled up into these things. And that's part of the problem with a REIT. In 2022, I did not have a loss of 25% on any of the real estate that I'm invested in. And by the way, I own 
shares of the real estate that I'm invested in. I own shares of the company that owns the actual real estate. The actual real estate is assigned to that company, and I am a owner of that company. I'm not just a shareholder. I am an owner of that company. See, I have put together a subscription agreement, which I sent to a fellow Lifestyles Unlimited member that qualifies and codifies all of the material interests that both of us have in this property. And part of that interest is I own the real estate. So if there's a disposition on the real estate, I get the disposition on the real estate. The REIT, on the other hand, may go out and buy real estate and divest real estate. It may have all kinds of different types of real estate in it. Maybe, maybe your REIT is not just multifamily. Maybe your REIT took into consideration that it was buying other forms of commercial real estate. Maybe it was buying retail. How many places required a retail outlet in 2020 and 2021? Not a lot because we were in a pandemic, right? Now, in some parts of the country, retail started to come back. In other parts of the country, retail did not come back. And I don't know what you've been watching on the news lately, but it seems like all the retail that just came back recently is being looted in many of the big cities. So how's that working out for retail? Okay, so the point I'm trying to make is your REIT may have retail assets in it, which might be dragging down the gains that the multifamily might be producing. What about industrial? Do they have industrial assets in there? They might or they might not. You don't really know what the REIT has in it because you don't pay attention to stuff like that. The only thing you pay attention to is the market price for that REIT, which is a stock ticker symbol value. You're looking up a stock symbol when you're looking up your REIT. You're invested in a stock-like product. That's what a read is. Now, don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it all at all. A REIT is designed to be a real estate investment trust. They, they are essentially companies that own or finance income producing real estate assets across a range of property sectors. That's the definition of a REIT. And then what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to pay out the income that it generates to its shareholders in the form of dividends. So you're being paid a dividend from a stock. Yeah, a dividend is a little bit different than a owner's share in an asset. They're a lot different. They're a lot different. So let me, let me just tell you some of the key t- takeaways that exist with REITs. Now, first of all, they do tend to pay dividends. As a result of that, people like to invest in them because all of a sudden they get a cash payment that comes to them. But here's the problem. If your REIT is in your 401k or if it's in your IRA or some other government controlled retirement program, you're not allowed to touch that dividend. That dividend is payable to you But you cannot use it to offset the expenses of operating your household because it must go back into that account. And for you to take it out of that account, unless you're the age of 59 and a half or older, you're going to pay a 10% penalty. Plus, you're going to pay taxes on that thing based on your ordinary income. As a real estate investor, that's not how I pay taxes on my distributions. As a matter of fact, the way I pay taxes on my distributions is I pay them at ordinary capital gains rates. Now, I I pay my taxes on the distributions that come in. Those come in at ordinary tax rates. So I am subject to ordinary taxation 
on that amount of money. But I also receive something called depreciation. And that depreciation is designed to help offset some, if not all, of the tax liability associated with that payment to me. As a result of that, I pay very, very little, if anything at all, on taxes with regards to that money. And when the asset is sold, then I'm only subject to capital gains taxes. I'm not subject to the the ordinary tax rate that you would be subject to if, by any chance, the REIT could distribute sale income to you. That's not how they do it. They only give you distributions. It's kind of interesting, huh? Now, the value can go up and it can go down. And in the case that I gave you in the first segment, it went down a lot. This is why REITs are a problem. We come back from the break. More Danger Signs. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason. You're the accountant. You're the CPA. You're the, the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here. And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, there's there's really two topics I'm discussing. The, the first topic is the fact that we're going to have our, our ginormous annual event that we call Expo. And it's an opportunity for you to join us at Lifestyles Unlimited, get educated, network with other Lifestyles Unlimited members, network with people that you've never met before. You get feedback from people that are mentors to other people. You get opportunities to learn information from people that have retired themselves in five years or less. You get educated on how to successfully invest in single family assets, into multifamily assets. And those are the only two asset classes that we invest in. That's it. Because we have found, and the pandemic proved this 100% true, that everybody in the United States with a very small minority percentage population needs a place to live. As a result of that, people will either buy or they will rent where they live, which takes me to the other topic that I've been talking about, the concept of a REIT. Now, a REIT is a real estate investment trust. It is something that is designed to look like you own real estate, but you don't actually own the real estate. All you get 
are the proceeds that come from that company in regards to how it's required to to manage the the REIT itself. And REITs are actually required to push out something like, I don't know, 90% of all of the profits that they make to their actual investors. So how is it that at the beginning of the show, I was talking to you about a REIT that had gone down literally 20 Four point, let's just call it 25% because that's literally what it did. It lost 25% of value in 2022. And I also commented to you that I didn't lose any money on my real estate investments. As a matter of fact, I, I did very well. Everything is going according to plan. Cash flows are coming in the way they're supposed to come in. Equities are growing the way they're supposed to grow. I'm getting the benefit of earning money five different ways. And I love it. I totally love it. Now, you probably have a question about, well, what are these five different ways you make money in real estate, Al? Okay, let me just rattle them off for you real quick. First of all, there's cash flow. The problem with the REIT is that a REIT does technically generate cash flow. It generates something called a dividend. But because you're invested in that REIT through a 401k or an IRA or one of those teacher's plans, or maybe you've got in your kid's education plan or, or what, whatever government-controlled entity is responsible for telling you how to manage your money, all of that money has to go right back into that government-controlled retirement plan. That's just the way it works. So as a result of that, you're not really earning cash flow. You are earning cash flow, but the problem is you can't use that cash flow the way I use that cash flow. See, I use that cash flow to offset my costs of living. There are certain expenses that Mrs. Gordon and I incur every month. We incur an expense for our housing. We incur an expense for our utilities. We incur an expense for my landscaper. We incur an expense for, well, the cable TV for all the apps that my wife likes to download and watch TV off of because she doesn't like the cable TV like I like the cable TV. These are expenses of maintaining and operating my household. Now, I can pay for those one of two ways. I can either go into the workforce and I can earn money from somebody else, basically trading my time and my talents for their treasure. And as a result of that, I could pay for my, my costs of living that way. And I did that for 55 years of my life. And it was a terrible way to do it. But it's the only way that I knew. It's probably the only way that you know right now, which is why this concept that I'm about ready to share with you might just knock you off your chair. My real estate is producing that income stream for me now. It is producing that income stream for me so that I am not required to go out and work, trade my time and talent for somebody else's treasure in order to meet my needs of living. I could stop doing radio right this very minute and it would not affect me monetarily in any way other than the fact that the, the little bit of money that Lifestyles Unlimited does pay me for this service uh, would go away, but it wouldn't affect my household at all. Because my household operates on passive income, passive cash flow, passive cash flow. I want to get that into your brain, passive cash flow. That's just one way we make money in real estate. Now, three of the four remaining ways have to do with the, the equity positions in the asset itself. One of these equity positions has to do with something called equity capture. 
Equity capture is the amount of money. It's actually wealth. Let's just call it what it is. It's the wealth that you capture when you go out and buy an asset at wholesale pricing. You remediate that asset while keeping that pricing at a wholesale level. And then you compare that to what that finished product is really worth in the marketplace. The delta or the difference between what it's really worth and what your true all-in cost is, is equity capture. It can be in the tens of thousands of dollars, easily in the tens of thousands of dollars. This is instant wealth that you generate that goes onto your balance sheet. Now, this is not wealth that you just go out and spend. This is not wealth that you go out and spend because that wealth is contained within that asset. You're either going to have to refinance that asset to take some of that wealth out. By the way, that would be a tax-free event. It's a tax-free event. The only time you are subject to taxation when you, when you dispose of your property is when you dispose of your property. Refinances are just you restructuring the debt. The IRS doesn't care about that stuff. They only care if you sell the property, you transact the property. You take it out of your name and put it into somebody else's name. At that point, you're subject to taxation. You're subject to capital gains tax and you're subject to depreciation recapture tax. But that form of taxation is far less than if you were to pay taxation at whatever your ordinary tax rate might be. Now, mine just happens to be 12%. Yours is probably higher because I'm guessing the majority of your income comes from earned income sources, meaning you're out there trading time and talent for treasure. And as a result of that, you're, you're being taxed at ordinary tax rates. I am taxed at capital gains rates. They are much more favorable than ordinary tax rates. Now, another way we make money in real estate has to do with something called principal paydown. Because we have learned how to correctly leverage our properties. In other words, we don't put all of our own money into the asset. We bring in a qualified lender to participate with us. And here's the beauty about the money that that lender puts into the transaction. They don't participate in any appreciation that might happen on the property. And I'll get to that in a moment. But the point I want to make here is that every month we're going to make a mortgage payment and a portion of that mortgage payment is going to go to interest, which is a business write-off, and a portion is going to go to principal reduction, which is not a business write-off. But what it does do is it reduces the amount of money that you owe on that property. So every month your equity grows as the, the amount of money that you owe declines. Which takes me to my other point, appreciation. Appreciation is something that happens to real estate all the time. It happens to it all the time. Now, you're reading articles saying that pricing's coming down. I'm totally okay with pricing coming down. What I know is that historically, real estate values have doubled in value every 20 years. It, it's statistical. You can go look it up. It's faster in some places. It's slower in other places, but that sweet spot is right at about the 20-year mark. I'm going to explain to you the benefits that you receive when you're an actual real estate investor with regards to all of the tax advantages, because there, there are many tax advantages that you leave on the table when you're invested in a REIT, because a REIT is treated like a stock. It, it's just the way it is. I, I didn't make up the rules. I'm not the guy that controls all that stuff. I'm just the guy that 
gets the, the nasty job of explaining this to you because you may not be aware of it. So let me, let, before I get into the tax stuff, I'm going to give you kind of just a rundown on some of the different classes that you could attend at our upcoming expo. And, and for those of you that are not Lifestyles Unlimited members, I am willing to comp your entry into the expo next week. Now it's going to, it's going to kick off on the 15th of February. It's going to run all the way through the 18th. I'm willing to comp your entry into the expo. If you send me an email at ask Al at L U I N C.com. That's ask Al at L U I N C.com. Now for you lifestyles unlimited members, entry to the expo is already included. It's already included. As a matter of fact, there's, there's a d- bunch of different, plans that you can choose that give you some additional access or additional services or, you know, not everybody wants that stuff. So we don't, we don't push it on everybody. And for the people that want it, there's a cost to do it. So we just pass that cost on to our members and they're like, yeah, no problem. Thank you for the experience. We appreciate it. Now, the things that I'm about ready to share with you, you don't have to pay additional money for These are all included. These are some of the single family classes that we're going to offer you at the upcoming expo. Now, one is entitled how to buy older homes. Did you know that if you're buying a home that's older than say 1995, there are certain things that you need, need to take into consideration. Well, we're going to talk about those things in that particular class. We're going to open up and talk about All of the things that you need to take into consideration if you're planning to renovate a property that's maybe 100 years old or 60 years old or 30 years old. Remember, building codes at the time that your property was constructed may or may not have been in effect. And if they were in effect, they're probably not as stringent as they are now. As a result of that, there are certain things in those properties that you need to look for. You need to train your mind to look for, because if those things show up and they become a problem for your property, you have to know how to remediate them. That's one of the reasons we offer that class. Another one is, is how to write a scope of work. A scope of work, you say, what, what is a scope of work? Well, that's exactly why we have a class on it. A scope of work is essentially what you hand to your contractors that tells them specifically what you intend to have done on your property. And you use the scope of work, you hand it to various contractors so that they're all bidding from the same platform. So you're comparing apples to apples. You're not comparing apples to oranges. Scope of work is very important. As a matter of fact, it's a great planning tool for you as a real estate investor because it helps you get all your ducks in order. Yeah. It helps you not miss something that could be a glaring problem for you if you miss it. Yeah. Scope of work. Very important. Now here's, here's one retiring on single family investments. Did you know that you can buy enough single family assets that you can retire yourself? Yeah. If you didn't know that, you have not been listening to the show very much, have you? You need to keep listening to the show. But that's a class that we're actually going to cover. Now, here's another one. How to build your power team. Man, I am always talking about building your team. I am always talking about it. And if you want to figure out what you need to do to build your power team, that's the class you need to be at. Go to the power team building class. Now, some other classes that we offer have to do with expanding your single family portfolio or using a 1031 exchange to to transition from one asset to another. Here's another one, working with your Lifestyles Realty agents. Did you know Lifestyles Unlimited actually owns some real estate companies? We do. 
And we have agents that are specifically trained to work with our members. They understand the methodology that we follow as members, and therefore they're able to customize their services to meet our needs. Now, there's, there's no requirement for you to use a Lifestyles Unlimited Realty agent. But if you're looking for somebody to put on your team that has a clue of what you need them to do, it's a great place to start. I'm just telling you, it's a great place to start. Now, another class we offer top 10 lending tips for newer investors, how to retire yourself with 10 homes in less than a year. Did did you know? Now, think. I want you to think this through for a minute. In the markets that I invest in, in the markets that our Lifestyles Unlimited community invests in, what we have seen, especially over the last five years, it's been pretty clear to us that there are assets out there that regularly return about $400 a month in positive passive income, $400 per month. And you're thinking, well, Al, I can't retire myself on $400. And I'm not suggesting that you should. What I'm suggesting is that you just get more assets. If it takes $4,000 for you to operate your household, then you need $4,000 of income to cover those expenses. It just means go find nine more houses. Do the math. 10 houses producing $400 a month each, that's $4,000 in amazing money. Now, you're you're probably thinking, okay, that that sounds good and we actually have a class that'll that'll walk you through that whole thing. Sounds really good to you, right? But now you're thinking, wait a minute, what about all the taxation on that? All of that income I'm going to earn, it, I'm going to be taxed on that. So so if I'm I'm bringing in $4,000 a month, Wow. Well, I'm going to, what's my ordinary tax rate? 25%. That means I'm given a thousand dollars of it to uncle sugar. And then there's that self-employment tax, the social security and Medicare tax, right? That works out to 15.3%. So now I'm writing, you know, some more money to uncle sugar, right? Another $1,500 check. I mean, all in all, I just, I just gave a lot of money to uncle sugar. Well, it's not a $1,500 check, but you know where I'm going. My point is this in your REIT, you would have to pay whatever money that you earn on your distributions if you could take them directly to you. Now, there are REITs that you can invest in that you can invest directly into that you don't invest through a retirement plan. So when they pay you the distribution, you pay taxes at the ordinary tax rate. That's just the way the Internal Revenue Code is set up. But when that money comes in in the form of payments to you, the owner, in the form of distributions, if you will, we call it cash flow, that money is protected against taxation in a couple of ways. The first way has to do with the fact that we take depreciation. In other words, depreciation is this thing that the IRS, well, they pretty much mandate us to take it. Yeah, if if the IRS finds that you're not taking depreciation, they might think something's funny up and they might want to audit you. So they want you to take depreciation because they allow you to take it. So what is this depreciation? Depreciation is a paper loss. So what the IRS says is this. Your asset is worth X amount of dollars. Let's say your asset's worth $100,000. You're going to depreciate the improvements on the land over a 27 and a half year period. So what does that mean? It means you take your $100,000 asset and you carve out whatever the percentage that the land is. Let's let's say it's 15%. Let's say the land value is 15%. The improvements are 85%. And let's just say that now your adjusted number is $85,000. Still, still not a bad number. When you take that $85,000 and you divide it 
over 27 and a half years. Now, why do you do it over 27 and a half years? Because the IRS has determined, well, basically, the United States government has determined, the IRS is just the enforcement arm, they have determined that your property will wear out over time, that all of the improvements that you make on that property will not last past a 27 and a half year period. And they've been doing it for a while, so they might have something there. There, there might be something there, right? So what they're saying is take that $85,000, and in doing so, we want you to divide that by 27.5%, or excuse me, 27.5 years. And that's going to give you a dollar range. That dollar range for me works out to be $3,090. $3,090. So if I'm making $4,000 in income, and I'm offsetting almost $3,100 of it, I'm only paying taxes on the $900. Now, some of you are thinking, wow, but still... 25% tax and that self-employment tax on that $900, that can be costly, right? Well, this is where you're incorrect because you're not going to pay taxes at that higher ordinary rate when you become a real estate investor. Your tax liability will go down. It will go down significantly. I told you mine is at 12%. I am working on getting mine down to a number closer to like 6%. Yeah. How am I going to do that? I'm just buying more real estate because here's the problem that I have. Some of the forms of passive income that I receive, I receive two pensions and those come in as ordinary income. So those values really aren't going to change except for cost of living increases. The, so I'm going to pay taxes on that money at, at whatever my ordinary tax rate is, 12%. But as I get more and more real estate, the income that comes from the real estate is, is taxed a completely different way. Oh, and here's the other beautiful thing. We don't pay self-employment taxes. We don't, as real estate investors, we don't pay those. Those are completely off the table. The only time those would come onto the table for us is if we decided to engage in a business like flipping. See, the IRS says if you own your real estate for less for a year or less, you're subject to taxation at get this ordinary tax rates and you don't get the benefit of what i get as an investor so this is part of the reason why you should not be in a REIT and you need to be in lifestyles unlimited send me that email at askal at luinc.com so that i can get you entrance to the expo Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.